listening to the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast with Monica Woodhams. Influencer Girl Lifestyle is all about connecting you with top entrepreneurs, influencers, and celebrities who are sharing their secrets to living the influencer life behind the Instagram filters. So get ready to learn the ins and outs about influence, some girl talk, from dating to shopping for Gucci belts, and of course, the all-too-frequent debate over mimosas versus Bloody Marys at brunch. Here's your host and go-to for all things influencer lifestyle, Monica Woodhams. Hey, y'all. I'm here today with Cynthia Keen. She's the creative for The Siren Confidential. And if you need life hack products, then Cynthia is your go-to. Her goal is really to inspire women of all ages and backgrounds to live full out, whether that includes fashion, travel, volunteering for their passion project, or quitting their corporate job to pursue their passion and purpose. So I'm really excited to have Cynthia here. We're going to have a fun conversation diving into the influencer space in a way that haven't really talked about it on the podcast before. So welcome, Cynthia. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So let's kick it off with a little this or that if you're ready for it. Sounds good. I'm ready. Okay. (laughs) Yoga or bar? Oh gosh. Well, I like both, but I (laughs) have to say I do yoga almost every single day. Um, So whether that's sculpt yoga or hot yoga, um, I am in yoga class, I would say probably five to seven times a week. So I do lots of yoga. So definitely yoga. I love that. Do you choose based on like your mood or like what your body needs that day? How do you decide which type of yoga you want to be doing? Yeah, it's kind of, I kind of just figure out like the day of like kind of whatever I'm feeling, but I usually do sculpt yoga two to three times a week, sometimes four. It's, um, it's almost like, um, so there's a lot of like weights and things like that involved Mm -hmm. with that. And then I trade off with that with hot yoga and then also, um, some just regular, uh, vinyasa yoga. So a little flow yoga as well mixed in there during the week. So it just depends on my mood. Love it. Love it. So red, red wine or champagne. Oh gosh. Well, I don't, (laughs) I don't discriminate, but, um, I actually love both, but it just, it actually depends on the season too. Like I love champagne in the summer, but champagne gives me usually a huge headache the morning after. Uh, Yes. (laughs) So, um, and then I do love red wine in the winter. So it's more, I'm like more of a red wine in the winter, white wine in the summer, and then sometimes champagne, just depending on my mood or who I'm out with. So I love that. I, I wish champagne didn't give me that guaranteed headache. Yeah. (laughs) It's so frustrating. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's all about just moderation and lots of water in between. So, but yeah, Yeah. I don't know those darn bubbles. I know. I know. (laughs) Um, Instagram's posts or Instagram stories. I have actually been loving Instagram stories lately. I feel like you can get a lot better sense of person through Instagram stories. And I've been told my stories are funny. I don't know. So (laughs) they've kind of gone on the downcline since a lot of people were like, Oh my gosh, your stories are so hilarious. So I've been like, I don't know. I kind of like have been overanalyzing what I've been posting. But but yeah, so I love stories. I just, like I said, I think you get a lot better sense of someone on their stories, but I do love posts too. So yeah. What are your thoughts on IGTV? You know, I haven't done that and I've seen, I mean, I've seen people, you know, obviously 
got, people got really excited about it when it first came out. Yeah. Um, but I think, I, I mean, I've heard that it's difficult to upload, like it takes forever to upload. So I have not done an IGTV, but I would love to get into maybe some skincare tutorials or something like that and just try it. So yeah, so that's, it's, it's in the works, but I'm not overly eager to, to do one. Right. You're not, you're not dropping everything to I'm yeah. I'm not dying to do one, but it'll definitely happen one of these days. So Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's how that's how I feel. I I don't know. It's just you get to a point where you have to prioritize where you're spending your time and it's like you know IGTV is gonna be a place where you're gonna be, but I don't know. Better yeah. to like do it thoughtfully than to just kinda like scramble. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see. Have you done one yet, or I haven't. I yeah. haven't. No. Yeah. yeah. So. And I honestly, I haven't really watched them either. Yeah, I, I when I think when they first came up, I was getting a lot of no, notifications of them, like more notifications, and now I feel like it's died down a little bit. So I just I just haven't been watching them as much. But um, it makes yeah. sense. Like I get why they did it. It makes total sense. But yeah. Yeah, no, it doesn't make sense. But yeah, I, I, I'll have to get back to you because I've heard, like I said, from a couple different people yeah. that they take a lot of time to upload for whatever reason. So yeah, um, let me know see about that in the future. So mimosa or Bloody Mary? Oh gosh. Again, it's one of those things I don't discriminate, but <laughs> I would say typically a mimosa, but there's also a good time when you're out with the girls for brunch. Um, there's nothing like a Bloody Mary and that's mm-hmm. almost like, I feel like that's almost like a full meal in itself. So yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. that's why I love Bloody Marys because I don't have to worry about if where I'm at has food or not. Cause I yeah. know I can at least get full off that. Yeah. I pretty much, I think it's like, it's almost, I, you can almost call it a salad in a glass, right? Yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> so, many, so many nutrients, so many nutrients. Yes. So yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, so they're both good, but I would say I probably typically veer towards mimosas. So awesome. yeah, takeout or cooking. So I do take out a lot for lunch. I actually love DoorDash, which is one of my, yes. yeah, it's like one of my go-tos. Mm-hmm. I love, I love, if I could just not ever leave my place, I'm all about that. And <laughs> being super easy, but so I would say takeout for lunch, but I'm also trying to get more into cooking. Um, I think that's awesome when women can cook. So I have been doing like, a series called what's cooking Wednesdays, which I haven't been super consistent about, but I'm just trying to show my readers different things that you can make that are super easy. Um, yeah. So yeah. So that's been kind of like a new thing that I've been doing as well. So I'd say a little bit of both on that. What's your favorite thing to cook right now? So uh, the thing that I made, I was it to think two weeks ago. That is amazing. It's a three ingredient recipe. It's tortillas. This girl had made it. I had seen on her Instagram stories and it's, mm. Uh, these corn tortillas from Trader Joe's. It's um, it's so it's basically shrimp tacos, but it's these yeah corn tortillas, mango salsa, or like this mango salsa mix, and then you fry the shrimp. And it is the easiest dish, and it is literally like a life changing taco. It's so good. So if you're into shrimp tacos, yeah, I'll have to send that over to you. Yes, I'm into shrimp tacos. <laughs> oh, good, so good and so easy. You literally can make them in about five minutes. So yeah, oh, that's. Okay. I love that. I need something that's quick and easy to cook because I agree. Like it's, it's really good to cook, but the temptation to just, you know, order food, it's real. I mean, I, 
I wish I cooked more often than I do. So yeah, I need that. I need that recipe. <laughs> yeah, no, I will definitely send it over to you. It's all it's all from Trader Joe's and is literally a life changing. I I cooked it and I was like, oh my gosh, did I make this? That's amazing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome. Okay, Great. and the last one is leather jacket or denim jacket. So I actually have a favorite. Um, actually, it's a faux faux leather from Topshop. So that's probably my go-to, um, one of their moto jackets, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, so I'd probably say my faux leather Topshop over, over denim. Love it. Love yeah. it. Okay. So let's transition into your journey as an influencer and the siren confidential. So did you always know that you would have a platform that is there to inspire women to really live their life out? the fullest? No, um, I actually kind of just started this as a fun, creative outlet. Uh, I was in a corporate environment till about, oh gosh, about two years ago. And I just wanted a creative outlet. And I started seeing all these girls pop up on Instagram. And I just thought, oh gosh, that's like, that's a cool way to be able to connect with other women. And I saw, you know, some of these, some of these women that, you know, I just thought inspired me. And so I wanted to, wanted to do the same to be able to inspire other women. And I have like all these products and different things like I love to use. And I thought, why not, you know, create something for myself that I can create, create a community and be able to share that with other women as well. So that's kind of how the Siren Confidential got started as just more of a creative outlet for me. So love that. So from the time that you decided to, you know, use this as a creative outlet to it evolving to what it is today, what did that journey look like? What did you have to really get clear on for the big picture vision of what the Siren Confidential would ultimately be? Yeah. So I took a couple different Instagram courses and I think that you really need to dial it down to between three to four things that you're passionate about. Because I think when you start diving into too many different things, it gets watered down and your message gets watered down. And so I really try to focus on, you know, fat, fashion, fitness, uh, travel and rescue puppies are kind of like the four things that I'm probably well known for. Mm-hmm. And so I think just focusing on those and then looking you know, looking for different brands to partner with that align with my brand, um, specifically. And then I also try to work more with like female entrepreneurs, like smaller businesses. So I'm, I'm, it's always like evolving and things like that. But I think that just being able to niche down into what, you know, inspires you because when you're inspired about something, you're going to obviously get excited about that and inspire other people. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that, you know, stood out to me about you is the importance for you to really focus on having like being an educated consumer yourself on like what you're using and also how that, you know, translates into how you talk about something with your audience. But why is this something that is important to you? And, you know, like, has this something that you were always like really aware about? Or as you got into blogging, you were like, wow, there's like a lot of information out there that we need to make the right decisions for ourselves when shopping for ourselves. 
Yeah, I think that there's obviously a lot of products out there and I am a YouTube junkie. So <laughs> yeah. whenever I'm at home, like I'm literally like always on YouTube or on podcasts listening to different people talk about different products or services. And, and so I think educating myself on those things and then talking about the things that I'm passionate about, I just think, um, you know, when I align or when, when people find me that kind of align with those things, um, that just, you know, it just works. But I definitely think that, um, you know, being able to do your research and, and find out what works for you so that it kind of takes that step out of, out of it for your consumer. I mean, I definitely only talk about things on my brand and my page that I'm specifically passionate about. It's not um, anything about the money or anything like that. I definitely think that you have to get into the industry for being passionate about what you're doing. And then, you know, the money definitely will come down the road, but I think just being passionate about and doing, you know, passionate about it and then doing your research on your, your products before you talk to your consumers about it. So Right. I think that's so important because I, I follow some influencers and sometimes I'm like, I don't know if they can actually vouch for this product or not, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I don't want to be that girl. And that's why um, I have actually d- three different things that I do kind of as a source of income. I don't want to ever be the girl that's, and I think that, I think it's so obvious. I think that, you know, there's like, I think people have a, huge bullshit radar. <laughs> I don't know if I can. <laughs> yeah, no, you can. Okay. It's rated explicit. Okay. 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 I'm like, what are we rated here? Uh, no, but I think people have a huge bullshit radar and I have a huge bullshit radar. And so I can tell when somebody's posting about something to make money off of it, or if they're posting about it because it's specifically something that they've done research on it and are passionate about. And so I can a hundred and 108% say every single thing that I talk about I'm passionate about and I've definitely done my research on and it's not something that I'm doing, you know, for the money. It's definitely either a company that I stand behind or a company that gives back, um, you know, to women entrepreneurs or to puppies or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Um, it's definitely something that I can vouch for and, 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 um, talk to my audience about and be passionate about it. So. Yeah. And I think you being really vocal about it too is, it really takes a stand for the industry and the integrity of the industry in order to keep it that way. Because I always tell people like you know, what's going to kill the influencer industry. If something were to kill it would basically be influencers being out of integrity and just posting for the sake of posting, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. it's the complete opposite of why it started. And then that just turns back into basically being a commercial or any other advertisement. Exactly. Yep. No, I a hundred percent agree with that. And, and so I've actually scaled back a little bit on my posting. I mean, just, you know, cause I want to be, whenever I do post about something, I want it to be a hundred percent something that I can fully endorse um, to my readers and never be embarrassed about posting something. I mean, you'll, you'll never see me and there's nothing wrong with these companies, but you'll never see me posting anything about flat tummy tea or skinny mint. Like that's definitely not, I mean, that's just not something that I'm going to talk about, but, um, you know, I definitely, you know, if you believe in that, that's great. That's just not something that I believe in. will believe in. So I'm not going to talk about that to my readers. So. Right. And if you did, then your readers would probably catch on in like 10 seconds and be like, what the heck? Exactly. Unfollow. (laughs) Yeah. So what advice do you have for someone who's starting out? Because I get this question a lot 
um, I'll get some DMs of someone sending me a screenshot, like a certain brand reached out to them and wants to send them free product, but they don't, they've never heard of them before. And they're like, do you think this is legit? And I was like, well, for me, I think the gut check goes far first, Mm -hmm. but after that, what advice do you have in determining like whether or not when you're starting out, do you take the, take on the brand that you've never heard of before? Um, I guess for me, and and I definitely agree that women's intuition is always spot on, but I think for me, like if a a company contacts me, I mean, I've, I contacted, you know, by a lot of companies that I've never heard of. And that definitely doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with that company. I mean, there's a lot of different, I mean, there's a million different companies out there. So I think, you know, going back to your point, just doing your research and I, you know, obviously finding them on Instagram and finding out, is that some, is that something that aligns with my brand? And if it is, you know, how can you guys work together? How can it work? Um, and so I think, yeah, just doing your research and, and finding out how you would fit with that brand. So, you know, and if it's a good fit, it's a, it's a good fit. Um, if it's not, it's not. So, yeah. And I think like really just taking a stand for yourself and being like, you know what, um, this, I like, it's okay to be patient. It's okay to wait. And that really is going to pay off in the long run. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if it's not a good fit, just, I mean, the companies obviously understand and just say, Hey, it's not aligned with my brand. Um, you know, maybe we can circle around in a year or two or whatnot, but I think just staying true to yourself and to your audience is definitely the most important thing versus taking every single offer that comes in. I mean, I definitely see girls that are, you know, I think posting things that maybe don't align with their brand. And again, I think that that's so obvious that so just make sure to stay true to yourself and your brand. And I think that, you know, you can't go wrong doing that. So absolutely. So to kind of change gears, one of your things is the rescue puppies. Yeah. So how have you incorporated that into, um, you know, your blog and your, your media presence, so to speak, how has that really like something that you're so passionate about become something that you can talk about on a larger scale? Yes, I've been doing, I've been fostering rescue puppies, gosh, probably for five years. And I, I knew from the beginning that I wanted that to be part of my brand. And so, you know, obviously it says that on my page and I talk about that on my blog. Um, and so, so I think for me, you know, I do post every now and then about puppies or I talk about them in, the, in my stories, like on the weekends, I'm trying to go to the rescue that I work with, even if I'm not fostering and, and kind of do a story about the puppies and the, you know, that, that they have available at mm-hmm. that specific time, just to, you know, if there's anybody local that's watching. So I help, you know, I think that that kind of helps get the word out. And then I'm also, um, have started teaming up with some different companies out there that actually give back to puppies or our puppy brands. And so I have some exciting new posts coming up, um, on that. So, yeah. So I think that, yeah. Yeah. So just finding those brands and being able to team up, you know, obviously having the same vision to give back to, to animals. Um, that's super exciting. And that's definitely something, um, that I look forward to doing more of. So. Yeah. And I, I like that you have two kind of components here where like, you know, there is the local piece, but also by collaborating with brands, then you can kind of have that more like for your audience who isn't local to San Diego, you know, they can, they can still feel like they're a part of this with you, a part of this mission. Exactly. Because I, 
I've spoken to some people who are hesitant to, you know, um, make something local that's part of their brand because they're scared, you know, they, they're scared that they're going to leave out hundreds of people who could be great audience members. And mm-hmm. I like that you've been able to kind of like be like, okay, well, here's how we can cultivate this locally. And then here's on a greater scale. Was that something intentional or just organic? Um, just kind of organic. I mean, even if I'm posting something about doing, you know, if I'm fostering a dog, I'll post, you know, I'll do stories on the puppy that I'm fostering. And so my intent with that was just to, you know, inspire some of my readers to get more involved with helping um, rescue puppies and getting involved with that. And I actually have had readers that live nowhere near San Diego, you know, that have um, responded back and said, Oh my gosh, you know, because of you, I've started doing rescues and you know, that's so awesome that you've done that. So I, I think even though, you know, you're posting locally, it always, you know, you always have like that wave impact. So, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not just even if, even if it is me posting on my stories, I think that it's reaching a greater audience and kind of, you have to lead by showing and doing. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the intent also with me, you know, show obviously showing my, um, posturing with the rescue puppies. So, yeah, that's so true. It's that ripple effect. So like, mm-hmm. even if you're and you just never know who's listening, you never know who's like sister actually lives in Southern California and has been like, you know, like been looking for something to get involved with or been looking for to adopt a puppy. Like you just never know. So it's like up to us to just decide to just speak out, even if it's just like one person who's listening. Exactly. Yeah. And I've actually had a couple of my readers adopt uh, puppies because they've seen the ones that I've, that I've actually fostered and, um, and they've actually gone in and adopted those puppies. So that's super exciting. Um, You never know who's looking for a dog or, you know, if they're not looking for a dog, they might send it to somebody or, you know, that's local or whatnot. So yeah, you just, it is, it is just a ripple effect and you just never know by posting or talking about whatever you're passionate about who it's going to reach out there. So, yeah. So what is it like fostering puppies? Like, how do you not get so attached and then just, I get that question a lot and I do get attached. Um, (laughs) My secret, my secret weapon is I have a 15 year old ragdoll cat and (laughs) yeah. So you know where I'm going with this. She is the queen over here. So whenever I have a puppy, she is, she, I mean, she's gotten a little bit more used to it over the years, but she definitely, it's, it's kind of sad. Like she will actually go in my closet the entire time that I have a puppy over here and she's like hibernating. <laughs> yeah. So, so there, so she's getting a little bit more warmed up to them, but that's, that's my main reason for not adopting some of the ones that I've kept because um, yeah, because of my, my kitty, kitty cat. So, but yeah, I definitely, I mean, it is, it is hard to give them back, but then you see who, you know, who fosters them. And, and I work for a really great organization, um, Helen Woodward, Woodward out here. So, um, they get adopted almost right away as soon as I bring, bring them back in and the people that come in to adopt are always like great quality people over there. So I never, you know, question, are they going to a good home or anything like that? I know when they go back in, they're going to get adopted pretty quickly and go to great homes. So, right. What would you say for someone who's trying to decide if they want to foster or adopt? How do you, how would you kind of like say which one you, someone might be ready for or what's something to consider when deciding? Yeah, I 
And actually, I think fostering is great because a lot of people, you've probably heard of the, the term foster fail, um, mm-hmm. which, which is basically when you are fostering and you can't get the dog back. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. a kind of, it's, a great, it's actually a great way to test out. I hate to say that, but like you can test out different puppies. Like, and if you fall in love with one, usually like, obviously you can be first on the list to be able to adopt that puppy. And that happens all the time when people are fostering. They just, you know, you fall in love with that animal. You have it for I mean, the ones that I have now are usually short-term, usually three to five days, but um, I've had some puppies up oh to six gosh, weeks. That's so short-term. I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah. The ones that I do now at Helen Woodward are super short-term. Um, they're usually three to five days, but I've had some um, that I've had for six weeks in the past. It just depends on the situation with the animal. But I mm-hmm. think that's a great way to, you know, to be able to see if you're going to mesh with the pet, um, you know, they're like their personality and how they're going to, you know, blend in with your family and, and kind of test the water. So I definitely, I mean, I'm always an advocate for fostering. So mm-hmm. I definitely think that that's a good way, you know, versus just jumping in, you know, to adopt. I mean, that's a great, that's a great thing too. But I definitely think if you're giving me the option of one over the, over the other, I definitely think mm-hmm. fostering is the way to go to see if that, that pet would be a good fit. So. Right. That's so good yeah. to know. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so to wrap it up, I have two lifestyle questions. And okay. the first one is what was your morning routine like today? Oh gosh, this morning um, it was a little bit different today. Um, so this morning I did sculpt yoga at six. I either I'm usually either getting up to do yoga super early or I'll go for a walk on the beach. So today it was yoga. And then um, I have a couple other side projects that I'm running right now. So I spent, I was on the phone trying to get a password unlocked for something. Um, <laughs> I ended up doing a lot of emails this morning a lot. And I also, um, kind of like a time block and I was, so I was doing, I was also doing, um, emails to brands. So I have a lot of different things that I have going on right now. So just kind of like mixing in a little bit of different of everything different this morning. So emails, um, and things like that to brands was a, a big part of the morning. So love it. And yeah. then what would, what would you say is one of your favorite lifestyle hacks? I know you have so many. But... I have so many. I'll go over a few. So okay. one of them, I know that you already incorporate into your life. Um, so I'm mm-hmm. super sad that this isn't new to you, but, um, that time block cube is amazing. Mm-hmm. So, um, it is, I got it off Amazon. It's called a Daytex time block cube. And, and basically you can set, if you get distracted, super distracted like me, you can basically set this timer on this cube and just shut everything off. And you just work through that entire time until your little timer goes off and then move on to the next project. So I would definitely say that's probably my number one hack. And then, um, my second one that I love that I don't think a lot of people do is, um, I will always take like a conditioner or coconut oil to yoga, like hot yoga. And oh. you can multitask. So you can put that in your hair, like the ends of your hair, wrap it up and it actually conditions. So when you take a shower afterwards or whenever you get home, your hair has already been conditioned and super, super soft. <gasps> yeah. That's genius. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. So that is another one that, um, a lot of my readers have loved too. So, oh my gosh, amazing. I, yeah. I need try that one for sure. Yeah, that one's amazing. And then my third, I'll just say really quick, would probably be those new Lumify eye drops that make your eyes super white. I've been wanting to try those. Yeah. They are amazing and they definitely work. Um, they make your eyes, I don't know, it, my eyes feel a little weird after two hours. So I'm still <laughs> a little bit on the fence about them, but they definitely, okay. 
I'm like, my eyes are a little itchy after a couple, couple hours, but, but they definitely work if you need some white eyes. So, um, I definitely, I definitely think that those are a good life hack too. Amazing. I love it. So where can everyone find you? So everyone can find me daily on my Instagram at the siren confidential. Um, I'm also obviously have a blog at uh, www.thesirenconfidential.com. Um, but I would say typically I'm more on Instagram specifically on stories and then obviously on my Instagram post. So amazing. Well, perfect. Thank you so much. This Thank was so, so much fun. Me. Yes. I'm so excited to be on your podcast and um, I can't wait to, um, listen back. So thank you so much for inviting me. Thanks for listening to the Influencer Girl Lifestyle. Love this episode? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. For show notes and free resources on living out your influencer lifestyle, head over to monicawoodhams.com forward slash podcast.